I love that one. <laughs> I really like that translation too. Driving me crazy. Yeah. There's another one that says, um, I don't want her to give me a black eye. And I'm like, whoa, this was intense pestering. Um, and I love it. Today is a, a great one. Um, we've been saying for the past few weeks, uh, doing these stories that revolve around this concept of faith and how faith from even mustard-sized faith to the faith of the leper returning. Um, and now today we've got the faith revealed in the practice of prayer. Um, Jesus was talking about before this. So before this story happens, before this he was talking to the disciples about another important piece of the life of faith, which is forgiveness. And he was talking about how critical it is that we forgive, 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 forgive. And he just kept saying it until the disciples were like, Lord, you're going to need to give us way more faith to forgive like you're talking about. And that's where we get that story of the mustard seed faith. You really don't need a lot. You just need to use it. Practice this thing. Um, then we got the story of the um, 10 people with leprosy being healed and the one who returns and we're told that the faith exhibited in his returning and his putting himself before Jesus and giving thanks had made him well. This kind of bold and daring faith makes you well. And today we get a story about the faithfulness of a widow revealed in her relentless quest for justice. She had been wronged, she says, and she seeks out this thoughtless judge. I love the judge says, even though I don't care about anybody or anything at all, which is quite a wild thing to say. Um, I, it's a parable, remember. Um, I think it's just such a cool story about how she sees this awful judge and she's like, I need to go talk to him because there is something that needs to be done. There is something right that needs to take place. And then he tells this story, and it's compared to prayer, that how the woman pesters the judge, is it not so dissimilar from how we bring our prayers to God relentlessly? The importance of praying without ceasing, like the woman pursuing justice. And I think many of us uh, can relate to this story. That's commonly what's said about this story, is that's why we need to pray all the time and never stop. Um, I'm sure all of us can relate to moments in our lives when we have prayed relentlessly, when something has changed in our lives, when our hearts are broken, when we are full of fear, when we are moved to pray, to speak, God, speak to God, to seek God's audience. I think of those prayers we pray for loved ones, prayers for guidance, prayers for healing. I'll say from sitting pe with people as a pastor in challenging times, hearing these prayers uttered out loud, it is an absolutely incredible act of faith. It is a beautiful and holy act, truly. This idea of seeking company with God, that God would hear our struggles, it is it's unbelievable. And I agree with Jesus wholeheartedly. God does respond to these prayers because God hears these prayers. I confess that, I believe that, and I also can confess and, and say I feel like sometimes I don't understand how God is responding I don't understand God's response in those moments. I'm sure you've had experiences or moments where you felt you've experienced unanswered prayers and how that could leave us in doubt. Speaking for myself, sometimes prayers in the most challenging of times, I, this is my confession, y'all ready? They feel insufficient. Maybe it's because I'm like really high energy and want to do something. I don't know what it is, but I, I, I feel like this moment of quiet meditation, contemplation just doesn't feel pressing enough. No, God, I know this is, this is what I'm supposed to do, but this doesn't feel urgent enough. 
Especially when something feels unfair, especially when it's actively causing someone pain or suffering. So someone I know, I go, God, let's go. Let's do something. My prayer, yes, it's good for my soul. I think it's great. It reminds me that God is abounding in steadfast love and that God doesn't abandon us. And this practice does remind me that God hears us and is listening. But the story today illuminates a kind of prayer that really speaks to me. A kind of prayer I truly enjoy that appears to move us from our prayer chairs or our prayer postures, however you do this thing, and it's a new kind that that dwells in our very bones, it seems. It settles there and moves us. It compels us to do something, to act. I call this kind of prayer praying with your legs. More than just an invitation to pray whenever you need, praying with our thoughts, with our minds, our hearts. The story tells a story of individuals who are praying with a sense of agency. We're in this together, they're saying. Like the Samaritan with leprosy last week, we saw this same thing. He experienced healing um, from Jesus, right? He's with the 10 other people who experienced healing, and the nine go off to seek as quickly as they can their I'm clean pass. This guy in his very bones doesn't feel like he needs to really quickly get to the temple to offer a thanksgiving offering. He doesn't need to get to a quiet place for a prayer of thanksgiving. In his very bones, he goes... I got to go back. I, I got to go back. I got to. There's urgency. He throws himself at Jesus' feet and says, thank you, thank you, Lord, for this healing. That agency to go back and show thanks. This woman today in the story is no different. She is likely, I mean, who wants to guess? How many times do you think has she prayed for justice? How many times do you think in quiet contemplation goes, God, if you could please just Break this hardened heart of this judge. Please, you know what's good and he does too, but he cares for nothing. Change him. Move within him. Find a way to reveal this good news. But finally, in her very bones, it settles, and she decides, I gotta go talk to this judge. I gotta go tell him. I gotta go tell him. I need to do what's right. I know what's right. I have to go. And she went every single day, it says. She took her prayers on the road It's time to go out on tour with these things. Pester this judge. In fact, one translation, as I said, says, not just punch me in the eye. The guy goes, I'm worried I'm going to put a black eye. He also says, I'm worried she is going to publicly shame me one of these days. This is a real serious prayer she's praying for justice. We need to get this done. Persistent to say the least. Praying with our legs. And I don't mean literally with your legs. I mean praying in our works, praying in our actions with a sense of purpose and agency. This is something I say a lot to our little ones when we talk about faith. I say faith is not just something we do in our head. To adults, I say faith is not only an intellectual exercise. It's not just what we think. It's not just what we believe. It's not just what we ponder in the quietness of our own heart. It's a way of living in daring confidence of God's future promises, fulfilled here, fulfilled now, believing in something that will be as it, right now, as your kingdom come now, as it will be then. I confess this, I believe this. And then working towards those goals. The Samaritan with leprosy, this widow, they have great faith, it says. One is made well by that faith. The other experiences an answered prayer in the form of justice because of this daring and acting confidence and faith. 
It's this kind of faith, this kind of faith that changes things for people. Jesus says, he wonders, will the Son of Man find this kind of faith on earth when he returns? Will Jesus find people of faith that causes them to use their hands, their feet, their hearts, their voices to restore this world to wholeness, pursue justice, walk humbly with God, right? Praying for a miracle and then actively working towards it. What do you think? Can you think of people who have lived out that kind of faith? I can think of a few. I especially think of those um, very famous examples of it. I think of uh, St. Mother Teresa as she had this faith and practice, right? It says she struggled. It's been said uh, in her journal, she struggled greatly with her faith and her trust because in the midst of all that poverty, in the face of such overwhelming need, she also felt overwhelmed as well, that maybe none of this is doing anything to help. However, who wants to bet she probably prayed ceaselessly, even though she struggled with this. Absolutely she did. But she also continued to pray with her legs. And by that I mean every single bandage applied, every bath she provided, every bathing ministry, every time she fed someone who was hungry, that betrayed her faith. Though her head had doubts, in her hands she confessed daily that Jesus is Lord because every time she wiped away the tears of another, she prayed boldly for a day when every tear would be wiped away. Every wound that she bound up, every bandage she applied to the sick was an active prayer, a confession that Jesus will one day bind up the broken. And by the broken, I mean all the broken. Every time she fed someone, arranged meals, worked towards feeding, she confessed in her prayer, in her active prayer and service, that God will fill all bellies, every mouth will be fed with good things. So I'm wondering, with a bunch of Lutherans in here, any Lutheran alarm bells going off because it sounds like I'm saying the best way to faith, that faith is synonymous with works, who's this? Works, hope no, works. You may be saying, that's works, but that's not necessarily faith. That's not the same thing. We're saved by grace through faith, not by works. However, I'd say Luther did clarify this, if that's what we're saying to this. Luther clarified in discussing our agency, our liberty as people of faith, that we have a freedom to do and love and serve. He said, good works do not make a good person. There's your Luther badge. You just got it. I knew it, you're saying, I knew it, but a good person does do many good works. Truly, if faith is there, he says, the believer cannot even hold back from doing good works. They break out into good works. They can't even control it. He says, oh, this faith, this faith, it is a living, busy, active, powerful thing. He goes further, he says, it is impossible it is impossible that this faith should not be ceaselessly doing that which is good. Impossible. Can't resist it. Doesn't that sound like the, the person with leprosy who was healed? He can't just keep going. He has to go back. Doesn't it sound like the woman who's been praying, God, I need justice, and then goes, fine. I, you know what, God? You and I agree. I'm going to go get justice. Let's do this. Teamwork. Go team. 
right? A partnership has been established. God is good, yes. And for our Lutheran ears, absolutely, you're right. God does not need us to do these things. God is going to do what God is going to do. I tell little ones, as I'll tell you, if you've read the whole Bible, this is a spoiler alert, so plug your ears if you're not all the way through it. God wins at the end. God's going to get what God wants. God's going to restore the whole world to grace and peace. And that is such good news. But I'll ask, have you ever received an answer to a prayer by the sudden arrival of someone in your life, a neighbor, a stranger, a friend, a loved one, who happened to show up like a gift from God to help us in our times of need, to support us when our hearts are broken, I know my parents are seeing that right now. As you, I told you last week, they went through the eye of Hurricane Ian and sustained a good amount of damage to their homes. And they will say a lot of prayers are answered by people who just show up to help. People showing up. You, that they, oh, they're getting worried about how much fresh water they got while the water was still so uh, dirty after that. Um, people show up. They showed up with water from other parts of the state. They said, free distribution sites, get something to drink. What is that but an answered prayer through the love and compassion, the boldness and courage of others who say, it is right to love. These people are a part of God answering prayers. Can God answer prayers then through us here in this place? Absolutely. God has, God does. I don't know what kind of justice specifically the woman was seeking from this unjust judge, but my guess is he's also been unjust to a few other people too, right? How many of them had offered prayers going, man, I really wish this guy would get a clue. (laughs) God, that you would move within him. Well, here he is moving this woman to cause him to go, look, I got to do something because this is not working. Jesus asked, when the Son of Man returns, will he see this kind of faith? So for us this week, I ask, What is the prayer on your heart? What is the prayer you've been praying? And I'll ask, how can you pray that prayer with your legs? Have you uh, lifted up prayers of division? It's, It's election season. Lots of division. Some people have divisions in their homes, in their families, with friends, loved ones, um, over politics. I wonder, can you pray with your legs and work towards loving our neighbor still in the midst of that? Can we find understanding? Are your prayers for direction? Are your prayers for guidance? My question then, how would we pursue ways of goodness and mercy and maybe pray with our legs, seek guidance from those people we love, seek guidance from mentors, from models of the faith, speak it into the world and ask. I need guidance. See, what I hope you hear from this story, if you hear anything, is I hope you hear this. You, each and every one of you, you online too, you have the capacity to truly change the world around you. You are ambassadors of the good news. You are agents of peace, instruments of peace, instruments of God's love. You have the freedom to take part in God's restorative work. So how is God going to answer prayers this week through you? Through you, the faithful, living, busy, and I'm sure many of you persistent and grateful people of Good Shepherd. Because the great news is, and here's my very Lutheran conclusion to this, the great news is we're not the only ones capable of being persistent. This widow is not the only one who is persistent. Our God is very persistent. As I said, spoiler alert again, God's going to (laughs) win. 
God wins. We have a God who is persistent and relentless in growing ways of peace, mercy, justice, love, compassion. So are we as representatives of that mission. And for that I say thanks be to God for that kind of unknowable persistence of God. It all works towards this good news. And I look forward to getting involved in that work with you. Amen.